Welcome everyone to tonight's E&E training. This is the first E&E training of the discipleship series that we have on Thursday night. If this is your first E&E training, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Allie Carr, and I'm the Director of Special Projects at International Commission. And I've had the privilege of serving at IC for the past three years. And I host these E&E trainings. I also help with marketing and special events. But this is definitely one of my favorite roles at IC. And if you have any questions, comments, or want to leave some feedback for me, feel free to email me anytime at allison.carr at ic-world.org. Now, if this is your first introduction to International Commission, this is our mission and this is our vision. It is equipping and enabling believers worldwide to conduct church-based evangelism projects so that we can reach on believers and make disciples. So that's where the E&E comes from in E&E training. It's equipping and enabling. And that's exactly what we're doing here tonight. We are equipping and enabling you to share the gospel and make disciples. So in addition to our E&E trainings, we have a few other resources I just wanna make you aware of. We have an E&E show. You can find all of those episodes on our YouTube channel. We also have a Storytelling with Purpose Evangelism Toolkit. So if you go to our website and click on resources, you can find that toolkit right there. And we created this for you. It has a variety of tools, videos, PDF guides, all to help you transition simple conversations into spiritual conversations. So we have a lot of awesome opportunities in that toolkit for you to learn how to share the gospel and make disciples where you are. If you want to watch any of our past E&E trainings, you can head over to Vimeo.com. That's where all of our past E&E trainings are from um, late 2020 on to tonight. And finally, if you love a good story from the missions field, you want to check out our book. It's on Amazon. It's called Global God, A Journey with God on the Great Commission. Um, you can gift that to yourself or to someone else. But if you would like that, it's available on Amazon for less than $10. So our series this spring is discipleship and why discipleship in this discipleship series, we are here as disciples ourselves to teach you other disciples who are from many walks of life and even countries around the world to obey what God has commanded us to do. So throughout this series, we are taking different commands and scripture to teach, aka equip and enable you to obey all that God has commanded us to do so that you in turn can teach others. So before we get started, we're going to answer three questions. They're very simple. You might already know the answer, but just to level the playing field here with discipleship, what is a disciple? Who is a disciple? And what do disciples do? A disciple is simply a follower or a student. It's someone that learns from a teacher. So um, if you are a Christian, you are a disciple. You're a disciple of Jesus. So if you have accepted Christ as your savior, you can call yourself a Christian. You can call yourself uh, a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus, but that is truly what you are. You are someone who is following in the ways that Jesus has taught and commanded. And so what do disciples do? Exactly as I said, we learn and follow in our teacher's footsteps. And the best way to know how to do that is in the Great Commission. And that's found in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And these were Jesus's words to his disciples before he left earth. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So go and make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I commanded. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So those were Jesus' last words to us. He was telling it to us, his disciples, to go and make other disciples. And it says in 2 Timothy 2, 2, the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. So that's that principle of disciple making. We want to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. And that's how the gospel will spread around the world. So that's our introduction to, to the discipleship series, but more specifically to tonight, to the 411 training. So I'm pleased to introduce our trainer for tonight. We have Haley with us, Haley Belcher, and she is originally from Tahlequah, Oklahoma, but has been living in Oklahoma City for the past couple of years. She attended college at Oklahoma Baptist University and afterward moved to the Amazon in Brazil, where she served as a missionary for two years. Haley loves spending time with her church community, her friends, even her dog, as you can see there. And she's also a very talented part-time photographer and she loves cooking and just really doing anything outdoors. And you might recognize Haley, she's been on a few of our trainings before, but she is a mobilization training strategist at IC. And she's been with us for, I think just about a year now, under a year, Haley, is that right? Um, Almost a year. Almost a year, okay. April-ish. Okay, awesome. So almost a year now. And Haley is truly passionate about making disciples and doing exactly what Matthew 28 says, which is teaching others to obey everything that God has commanded. In fact, she's a part of a movement of believers called No Place Left and is gifted in teaching and training in evangelism and discipleship tools and is actually living out what she teaches. So today she is going to be teaching us the 411. Maybe you've heard this before, maybe you haven't. So you might ask yourself, what's the 411? What's the lowdown? What is the info for the 411? So Haley, go ahead and take it away. Yes. So what is the 411? So first of all, you will need a piece of paper and you will fold it horizontally and we're going to fold it and we're going to make a book. Just like that. And then we'll start on the first page. And then at the top, I do the top left corner. I guess you could do the top right corner. Um, we're going to draw so it's called the 411. So we'll write 411 at the top. Oop, that's a four, four, 411 at the top of the page. And then this is the first question that we will be asking. The 411 stands for four questions in one hour on one piece of paper. And these questions answer who are we in Christ? Or, and why are we making disciples? Who do we share with? What do we share? And when we meet with disciples, what do we do? And so we will walk through those. We will practice. It'll be very interactive, which is super fun so that you guys can get it down. And then hopefully you guys can take it and teach someone else after this training. So the first question is why? Why do we make disciples? And so in um, we already read it, Matthew 28, um, the Great Commission says, for all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey my commands, and therefore I am with you always, even until the end of the age. 
And so you guys can put answers in the chat. I'm going to be asking us some questions as we go through this. So just answer in the chat so that there's not a lot of noise. Um, and so this question, why, why do we make disciples? Well, first of all, it's because our, it is our identity. And in Matthew 28, first, it says that all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. So what, so if Jesus is our authority, then we listen to him and we obey him. And so a simple yes or no question, you guys don't have to put this one in the chat, but here in a second we will. So the question to be asked is, is Jesus our authority? Do, are we willing to listen to him? Yes or no? And these are great questions also to ask for, I didn't say this at first, but this is great for new believers who never accept or who have just accepted Christ, knowing the expectations of being a believer. What is being a believer? And also people who have been a believer for a long time, um, kind of walking them through, hey, this, have you been doing these things? And so, yeah. So you ask the first question, is Jesus your authority? And so he says, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, what does he tell us to do? Yes. So he's told us to go. So for this one, we're going to draw an arrow and he's told us to go. So the question is, are you willing to go wherever Christ calls you to share the gospel? This could be across the street or across the world. Yes or no. So after he says, therefore go, he says, go and do what? Yes, make disciples. And so for this, I drew um, what we call an oikos map or a prayer map because disciples multiply. And so he says, he tells us to make disciples. And so the question is, are you willing to make disciples? After you've shared the gospel, after you've gone to them, are you willing to invest in them? And so he tells us, go and make disciples. And who, who of where? Where are these disciples found? Of all nations. Also, this is a world. <laughs> Not great at drawing. But yeah, so of all nations. And lucky for us, right now, the Lord has really brought the nations to the United States. Um, and so he's called us to go to the nations that are across the street from us or, and also go all over the world. And so are you willing to make disciples of the nations? So the next question, he says... Make disciples of all nations doing what? This is an action. Baptizing. Exactly. So the first question is, have you, those are waves, by the way. Um, <laughs> have you been baptized? And are you willing to baptize someone else? those disciples who accept Christ, tell them about baptism. So yes or no. Okay. So along with baptizing, 
He says to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to teach them something. What are we to teach our disciples? Give you a hint, I'm drawing it. Yes, they tell us to teach, to obey his commands. And so not only just teach what the commands are, but teach them how to obey, which is kind of what we're addressing in this um, training as well. So teach commands. And so are you willing to obey them and are you willing to teach others the commands? And then the last one, is not a question to be asked, but it is a promise to remember. Um, and so what is that promise that Jesus gives us? Yes, and he says, and I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. So do you believe that he is with you? Because... If you believe that he has all authority on heaven and earth and that he is with you, then all of these things in the middle will fall into place. You will want to do them and your answer should be yes. And so, like I said, this is great for new believers. This is great for someone who's been a believer a long time, um, but kind of, I know I use it in my own personal life as a check to see, am I living in the authority as having Jesus as my authority? Am I going to the nations? Am I actually teaching the commands? And most importantly, am I believing that he is actually with me? Um, because I will obey if he is. And so now we're going to break up into rooms and you guys are going to practice this. So practice teaching it to one another. Okay. All right. Seems like everyone's good to go. Awesome. Well, so we will go to the next question, which is who? So we know that we're supposed to go and to oh, my is on, to make disciples, but- Are we doing this? Sorry, Haley, are we doing this on the same page right oh, here? Oh, I'm so sorry. Nope, you will open the book and turn to the next page. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yes, by the end of this, your whole book will be filled. Yeah, so the question is, who do we share the gospel with? Who are these disciples going to be? And so um, in John 17, 20, Jesus says that he, he asked his disciples and he says, I'm praying not only for you, but for everyone who will believe through your witness. And so we know that Jesus prayed generationally. And then also in 2 Timothy 2, 2, which Allie also read at the beginning, um, Paul is talking to Timothy and he's telling Timothy, he says, entrust a faithful men who will entrust this gospel to others also. And so we see four generations. We see Paul entrusting it to Timothy, who entrusts it to faithful men who entrusts it to others. And so we know that it was supposed to multiply that and pray for generations. And so who do we share with? Well, on our piece of paper, we're going to write our name in the middle. So I'm going to write mine. And then you're going to draw a circle around your name. And so the who is or, or are those people who are where you live, work, and play. And if you're a student where you go to school, those people who are around you. And so these people are people who are close to you, 
but far from God. And so we're just going to make a prayer map. Um, it's kind of, honestly a lot like our Operation Andrew list. And so those people who are close to us, but far from God that we want to share the gospel with. And so, for example, um, I'm doing ministry at a university and there's a girl named J.E. Um, and she is not a believer. She is from Korea. And so I am praying for her and she is close to me, but far from God. And then um, there's a girl at the grocery store named Eureka. And so I see Eureka at least once a week and I am praying for her and I've had the opportunity to share with her as well. And so these are people that we can share with. And so you can just keep drawing the lines and adding people. And the goal is to pray for these people daily, but not also, not only pray for them, but pray for all who will believe through their message because our hope is that Christ will save them. And so for example, J.E. is from South Korea and none of her family are believers. And so I'm already praying that J.E. will be able to share the gospel with her family. And so we're also going to draw family. And so you guys can fill out this map um, with names that are close to you. And the goal is to pray for them daily while we're trying to share the gospel with them, already praying that they will be disciples and for the people that they will be able to share with. Because we see that Jesus prayed for his disciples and those who would believe through their name. And we see in 2 Timothy 2, 2, that it is gener disciples are generational. And so that is the prayer map. Um, and the who do we share the gospel with? And so this one is quick, and we can just go ahead and divide up into rooms. And I'll just write for me. Haley, do you mind writing that verse at the top there? That's a really good one. John 17. What mm -hmm. is it? John 17, 20. Great. Yep. Great reminder that Jesus prays for us and also prays for those who will believe in him through us. Yes. And you will see the pop-up on your screen now to join your room and we'll see you back here in four minutes. All right, let's keep moving forward, Haley. So we've gone over why do we make disciples? Who do we share with? Who do we make who are the disciples. And so now one, after we've prayed for them and we want to share the gospel with them, what do we say? Um, and so I'm sure a lot of you are probably familiar with these tools, but it's always really great for a refresher. And so what do we say? The first thing we can say is, and on this one, so you'll turn the page and you're going to split the page in half this way. So you're gonna draw a line across it and then you'll put a one at the top and a two at the bottom. And we're going to do two different gospel sharing tools. Should look like this. So the first one is my story. So if we are already believers, then we have a story of how Christ changed our lives. And this is also called the 15 second story because it's meant to just be an opener, a way to get into conversation. Personally, I think the hardest thing about sharing the gospel is getting to the gospel and then asking for, hey, do you want to follow? Um, what, and you can memorize what to say in the middle, but this, my story helps us get into those conversations. And so I'll just demonstrate it for you and then I'll draw the, um, icon for it, and then we'll practice it. So it goes a little bit like this. There was a time in my life when I felt 
extremely broken and totally unsatisfied with my life. But then I met Jesus and I learned about how he came and died for me. And I gave my life to him and made him my king. And so now because I have a relationship with Jesus, I no longer feel broken and he has completely satisfied my life. Do you have a story like that? And so there are a few parts to this. First, we're going to draw every time. Um, first, we're going to write two adjectives of how your life was before you knew Christ. So for me, I used broken and unsatisfied. And then just a brief thing about Jesus. So if you don't have a lot of time, you can say, and then Jesus changed my life. I heard about how he came and died for my sins. Um, I made him my king. And so something about Jesus and how he changed your life. And then two adjectives of how your life is now. And so now I no longer feel broken. So I feel whole because of Christ and I'm satisfied with my life because Christ satisfies me. And then the big thing to keep the conversation going is, do you have a story like that? So we make sure and ask the question if they have a story. So I'll say it one more time. And then I hope, and we'll give you guys a couple of seconds to write down your adjectives. And then you can go into the practice room, the practice rooms and practice. So there was a time in my life when I felt extremely broken and unsatisfied, but then I met Jesus and I made him the king of my life. And now I'm no longer broken, but I feel whole because of him. And I'm completely satisfied with my life because Jesus satisfies me. Do you have a story like that? And so the question, there was a time in my life when the testimony, do you have a story like that? So we can go to the breakout rooms and practice. Haley, um, can you give a few more examples of before and after maybe um, to help yeah. people kind of think of some ideas? Absolutely. Yeah. So you could say, I felt really angry and carried a lot of bitterness, but now I know forgiveness because of Jesus. Jesus forgave my sins. And so I no longer deal with anger, but I love people and I'm no longer bitter because Jesus has taken that bitterness away. Um, you could say, you know, you could even give specific examples. Like I used to, before I knew Christ, I gave myself to alcohol and that overtook my life. And I felt just really lonely, but then I met Jesus and now I no longer need the alcohol to fill that void. And I don't feel alone because I have Jesus. Um, so. Excellent. Yeah. Those are good examples. Thanks. All right, Haley, go ahead and share the next tool. So we talked about my story. That's one option that we can share with people. And the other one is God's story. And so my story usually leads into God's story. You can use it as a precursor to get to God's story. So write God's story up here. And I think you guys are probably familiar with this, but this is called the three circles. And so I am going to draw it out and model it for you. And then we'll walk through it and practice it. So um, it's really easy to see that this world is broken, right? I mean, there's death, there's this coronavirus, there's broken relationships, there's all these things in the world that make it really broken. But in the beginning, when God created the world, he created it perfect. 
And God had a perfect relationship man, with man and man had a perfect relationship with each other. But so what happened? Well, God gave man a choice. He gave them a choice to either obey him and live in relationship with him. Or if they disobeyed him, which is called sin, they would be separated from God seeking their own pleasures. Well, man decided to seek his own pleasures um, and he ran away from God. And this is called sin. And sin separates us from God. And the Bible says that the penalty for sin is death and, and separation. So now we live in a broken world and, you know, we try to fix this brokenness in our lives in certain ways. And so some people try to numb the brokenness with alcohol or drugs or things like that, but they find that they can never numb the brokenness away. Other people try to satisfy their life with things that appear to be good, like success or relationships or money, but they find that this never satisfies them either. And then there are other people who try to work their way back to God. They think that if they can pray enough times a day, be a good enough person, then, then they can earn God's favor. But the reality is that all of these things are like rubber bands and they just snap us back and deeper into brokenness. But God, he saw this brokenness in the world and he loved the people in the world. And so he sent his son, whose name is Jesus. And Jesus, he came down to this earth and he never disobeyed God. And so Jesus did not deserve death and he was not separated from God, but he was one with God, which is why people really hated him. Um, and they killed him on a cross. But three days later, Jesus rose from the grave and he defeated sin and death altogether. And he reigns as king. And so the Bible says that if we turn away from our sin and believe in Jesus and make him the king of our life, then we can be restored into a relationship with God again. And the Bible actually says that we are made into a new creation in Christ, that the old has passed away and the old has come. And so I, this is how you share the three circles. And then here are some questions to write down. Um, for when you ask it after you do it. So like I said, when you get into a gospel conversation, the hardest part after that is asking, do you want to follow? I know sharing it, you can memorize the three circles, you can memorize your story, but then you get to a point where you're like, okay, I've shared, I need them, I want them to respond. So here are some easy questions. Um, and I'm just, I'm gonna have you write them down. But the first question is, where do you see yourself? So everybody, and it's really helpful to clarify, do you see your, everybody can be in one of two places. Everybody's either in brokenness or a relationship with God. Which one are you in? Because if you just ask, you know, where are you in general, more than likely they'll put themselves somewhere in the middle. And we know we can't be in the middle. We're either in brokenness or a relationship with God. So the first question is, where are you? The second question, if they say, I'm in brokenness, you ask, okay, where do you want to be? Because we want them to think about, oh, I'm in brokenness, but there's a way out. So the second question, where do you want to be? Third question, if they say God's design or a relationship with God, then you can say, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, how do you get there? Can you explain to me how we go through Jesus to get to a relationship with God? And then we do this to make sure that they understand the true gospel, how it's only Jesus who saves. And so, yeah, figure out that if they understand. So like I said, 
how do you get there? How do you get into a relationship with God or be forgiven? And then the next question is, okay, would you like to follow Jesus today? Or would you like to be restored in a relationship with God today? And then regardless of if they say yes or no, you're going to say, okay, when can you meet? Because if they say, no, I think I want to think about it, pray about it more. You can say, great, when can you meet? And would you like to study the Bible with me so that you can continue sharing stories of Jesus, go further in on the gospel? Or if they accept Christ that day, well, you just got yourself a disciple. So now you can ask, when can we meet and study the Bible? Because I want to teach you the commands of Jesus. And so those are the questions. I'll go um, just so everyone has them. It's where are you? Where do you want to be? How do you get there? And um, when do you want to meet? If they say, or do you want to follow Jesus? When do you want to meet? So I'm going to run through it quickly. I did, the first one I shared was kind of the more in-depth three circles. Um, you can kind of tailor this. Everyone does it a little bit different, but now I'm going to do a quicker run through of it just so we can hear it again and then go into the uh, break rooms and practice it. So it's really easy to see that we live in a broken world. There's lots of broken things, death, relationships. Well, when God first created the world, he made it perfect and he made it in a perfect design. And he had a perfect relationship with man and man had a perfect relationship with each other. Well, God gave man a choice to obey him or disobey him. And disobeying God is called sin. And man chose to disobey God. And the Bible says that the, the penalty for disobedience is death and being separated from God. So once man disobeyed, he was now in a broken world because of his sin. And man tries to escape this brokenness in a lot of ways. Sometimes people try to numb the brokenness away with things like drugs or alcohol, but the reality is that you can't numb away the brokenness. Other people try to escape brokenness by satisfying themselves with other things like, you know, relationships, money, a better job, things of the world, but they find that they can never be satisfied. Something's always missing. And then other people try to work their way back to God or live a morally fulfilling life, pray so many times a day, even read their Bible or do good things. But this never fixes the problem of brokenness. And all of these things are like rubber bands and they just snap you back and pull you deeper. But God loved the world. And so he sent his son, whose name was Jesus. And Jesus came into the world and he lived a perfect life. So he didn't deserve death. And he was one with God, but people killed him on a cross. But three days later, Jesus rose from the grave and reigns as king. So now the Bible says that if we turn away from our sins and believe in Jesus and make him king of our life, we can be restored in a relationship with God again, and we're made into a new creation. So that's the three circles. Um, you can make it as simple or as complex. Probably, I would say more on the simple side for sure, just because especially if you're speaking to someone who knows nothing about the Bible, if they ask questions like clarification questions, that's what you want. This is not an extensive share everything about Jesus, everything about the story of the Bible. This is, hey, I'm giving you a little bit about the overall story of Jesus. And if they have more questions, that's awesome because that means you get to follow up with them. Um, and so there's one more thing. Uh, if you run into someone and they're like, hey, I'm a believer. Yeah, I'm in a relationship with Jesus. Then you can say, wow, no way, that's so great. Well, did you know that 
you know, once we were saved, God didn't just take us to heaven, right? He actually gave us a mission. And there's a ton of people we know that are still living in brokenness. So God has asked us to go and tell the people in the broken world about Jesus. And so that's another way you can go with it. And then you draw the squiggly line pointing to the brokenness um, so that we can share with them. So go to your breakout rooms for five minutes and practice the three circles together. Welcome back, everyone. Um, these are the questions that Haley wrote down. Um, if you didn't have the opportunity to write them down earlier, you can write them down now or take out your phone or take a screenshot of these. We only have one part left. It'll be pretty brief and we won't do a breakout room after that. Um, the good news is, is that if you wanna learn about 15 second story or three circles, again, that's actually available in our Storytelling with Purpose Evangelism Toolkit that I mentioned earlier. It's a free download on our website. Um, and actually when you go to the resources page on our website, a video is right there on the web page of um, a team teaching three circles and 15 second testimony. So there's lots of different opportunities um, for you to learn that and watch it again later. Awesome. So yeah, like she said, take a screenshot um, or take a picture of those. We're going to move on. And so now this is the fourth and final question. So it'll be on the back side of your paper. And so when you meet with a disciple, say that you got to lead someone to Christ and praise the Lord. So now you ask them, hey, when can you meet? And they say, we can meet at this time. And so you go and you meet with them. What do you do? So besides study the Bible, here's some accountability questions because Jesus told us when making disciples that we have to teach them to obey his commands. And so a really easy way to do that is an acronym we use and it's called cost because it's also nice because the cost of discipleship, but really simple. So we're just gonna write out the acronym. So cost, the C stands for connecting. So how are you connecting with God? So how are you connecting with God? And then the second is obeying. And so how are you obeying Jesus? And this can mean, you know, how are ways that you're struggling to obey? Or how does Jesus want you to obey through what you're reading in the word? So how are you obeying? How can you obey? The third one is share. So Jesus has told us to share his gospel and we just learned some tools in sharing his gospel. So as soon as someone accepts Christ or even if someone's been a believer for a long time and they want to be discipled, we should be asking weekly, who did you share the gospel with? Or looking to our prayer map and saying, who can you share the gospel with this week? And then the last one is train. Um, and so who are you training? So who are you discipling? The question is, if disciples are meant to multiply and we're praying generationally, the goal is that as soon as someone accepts Christ and have been trained in just a few things, then they're ready to begin sharing the gospel and training someone else. Or if they've already been a believer and they're just now being discipled and well, Jesus is calling them to make disciples as well. And so who are you training? Or if your disciple doesn't have anyone they're discipling yet, asking them a question as 
a way of vision casting saying, okay, who can you be training? Do you know someone in your life that you could even use the three circles as a bridge to asking them if they want to be discipled? If someone has taught them to obey Jesus's commands, you could go through um, the list that we went through um, over our identity with someone to see if they want to be discipled and so, and therefore make disciples. So one more time through, how are you connecting um, with God? Or how are you going to connect? Because it's, you can talk about your past goals and set goals. And then obey. How are you obeying? Or how are you struggling to obey? <laughs> or how did you obey last week? And then share. So who are you sharing the gospel with? Who can you share the gospel with? Um, tell a story of how you shared the gospel. And then train. Who are you training? Who can you train? Asking about that. And so, yeah, that we call them cost goals because we set the goals and then we talk about them the next week as a way of accountability. That's great. Cost goals. I like that. All right. Does anyone have any questions about um, point number four? As we wrap up here, um, I know that was a lot of information. It was super quick, but I love the 411 because it really does cover evangelism and discipleship and the whole Great Commission in one hour over four questions. So thank you, Haley, for sharing that with us. Um, if you have any questions for Haley specifically or any questions about the 411, you can um, connect with her directly on her email. Oh, there's her email again. We have our next training in two weeks. It's a mini training over Facebook Live. That's on Wednesday, March 2nd at noon. Um, you just head over to the International Commission main Facebook page and you can join us there. We're gonna be talking about thankfulness. Um, and then our next standard e, e training, which this is a standard one. It's a full hour that will be on Thursday, March 17th. So if you're interested in these upcoming trainings, you can go to our website, internationalcommission.org slash training to find out more information and register for those. If you would like to go on a short-term mission trip with us, we have lots of opportunities to go internationally as well as in North America. So if you're interested in going internationally with us, you can go to internationalcommission.org slash go if any of those countries catch your eye. Or if you just want to stay stateside for now, for whatever reason, we have opportunities for you to go um, to another city in the U.S. to partner with churches to share the gospel. And Haley's actually leading one of those trips very soon. So Haley, do you want to tell them about the trip that you're leading? Yes. So we will be going to Jerome, Idaho um, to share the gospel primarily with Mormons. And so there's a pastor there who just really has a heart to reach the Mormons of this area. And so we will be going um, and sharing the gospel with people, some people that they've met, and then also some people that they haven't yet to gain access to new areas. And so we'll get to go and share things like the 15 second testimony and the three circles um, with these people. And so we need a couple more participants. And so we would love if you have a heart for Mormons and you want to, we're, we will be doing some serious training um, the weeks leading up to the trip for on how to share the gospel with Mormons specifically, um, because they will agree with you on a lot of things. And so if you want to be trained and work hard and how and learn how to share the gospel with Mormons, um, we would love for you to join us. So yeah. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Go to Idaho. <laughs> All right. You have officially been equipped and enabled with the 411. Thank you everyone for joining us this evening. And Haley, would you mind just praying us out before we log off tonight? Yeah, of course. Jesus, I thank you um, just for your goodness, Lord, that you, you've not only called us to obey, but you have given us your Holy Spirit who helps us obey. 
um, Lord, and you've called us to love you. Um, and you said, if you love me, then you will obey my commands. Um, and so Lord, we want to obey your commands. We want to make disciples of all nations because we believe you do have authority. And so Lord, we just ask that you would multiply disciples all over the earth, Lord. Um, that there would truly would be no place left where people have not heard the name of Jesus. Um, and so Lord, I just ask that you would use us, that we would take these tools um, and that we would be able to teach them to other people so that we'd be able to enable and equip all believers um, to live out the Great Commission, Lord. And I just pray that in the coming days, we'll have an opportunity to teach someone these tools, Lord, and also just to use them ourselves in sharing the gospel, Lord, put someone on our path that we can share the gospel with, um, Lord, just all for your glory, because your glory is your goal, Lord. And so we just ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, Haley, for training us tonight. I know that was a lot and it was just excellent information. So thanks so much. And thank you everyone for joining us. I hope you have a great rest of your night.